Hey podcast listeners, I hope life is treating you well. It's that time of year for holidays and I'm lucky enough to be taking a break too. So this is the last podcast for the season. I'll be back in September with more extraordinary stories of life in the Netherlands. But to end off the season, here's a selection of fragments from some of the 40 podcasts I've made so far. There's some funny bits, some thought-provoking bits and some drama as well. And don't forget, if you're a fan of the show, you can become a patron too. For the price of a cup of coffee each month, you'll be helping support the show. It takes a lot of time and effort to put it together, so if you can help, that would be awesome. The more patrons, the more podcasts I can ultimately make. There's a link in the show notes on how you can sign up, or you can check out the website hereinholland.com. Okay, roll the tape on the highlight show. This first clip is from the podcast with British author Ben Coates, the man who wrote the book Why the Dutch Are Different, a journey into the hidden heart of the Netherlands. Is it really too easy to live here? I think in some ways the Netherlands can be too easy to live here as a foreigner is perhaps part of the problem. So you move to somewhere like Amsterdam or The Hague and you get a, a job with an international organization or with a big company uh, where you can work in English and speak English. You can um, go to the expat clubs or the expat bars or the expat pub quiz night. That makes it very nice and very easy to move here. But it also means that there's not this kind of automatic forcing you to integrate in the way that perhaps I think if you moved to Paris, say, for example, and you didn't speak a single word of French, you would yeah. very quickly be forced to learn some to French and fit yeah. in with that culture. Whereas if you move to The Hague with a, a one year contract to work for Unilever or something then you could just very easily do that and have a nice year as an extended holiday in The Hague without ever being under that kind of pressure to integrate. The interview with Ben was one of the longer podcasts and we talk about a whole range of stuff. Really interesting if you're thinking of coming to live here or if you've been here for a while and haven't got a clue of what's going on. People really like this one and that was awesome. Next up is a clip from one of the early podcasts. Here's Palestinian Ruba. So um, we went to the health, this health spa. So of course we had our swimming suit, our towels, and everything. And we were shocked when we first got into the reception that we're not allowed to wear our swimming suit. So I was like, okay, what else? She said nothing. You need to really sleep. You need to to be inside naked, completely naked. And I was very shocked. I couldn't even imagine that this culture exists in the world, that some people go to swimming, to, to health spa, enter a, a jacuzzi without anything. I mean, everything is visible. <laughs> Dutch saunas, no swimsuits required. Just let it all hang out. Yes, peek out of the window and have a look at your neighbours and then imagine them sitting opposite you in the sauna, naked, Completely naked. Slightly alarming for me, as my neighbour is an 80-year-old granny. Sometimes in the podcast I like to give internationals here some tips. This is from a podcast on what to do online to get a good job. In fact, this is more of a what not to do. Whoopsie. Well, uh, we had also an employee that uh, accidentally he posted an inappropriate um, video uh, what was on that? Facebook group community. Okay. Inappropriate? Inappropriate. What was it? Porno. 
Okay, <laughs> pornographic video yeah. of of themselves or something. Well, no, I didn't have the opportunity to watch it actually, but it was inappropriate. It was a short video of something. I think he did it by mistake. He wanted to send it perhaps to uh, someone, but then he posted it on a Facebook group community. Well, I'm sure he's still living that one down to this very day. Wonder if he ever got a job. Hmm. Sometimes in the podcast we like to get all musical. This is from a recent show on a group of extraordinary internationals from the In Players Theatre Group in Amsterdam, who are staging a little-known Rodgers and Hammerstein musical, Allegro. We've come together not because we're different nationalities, but because we share the same interest. So the nationalities aren't really um, aren't at the forefront uh, for me. Um, but when you have somebody who's very experienced with musicals or somebody who's doing this for the first time or somebody who's done a lot of acting but not mu- or whatever or is not familiar with this music yet and you see those people singing together or working together and you see that people start um, uh, people start learning from each other and people sort of start coming to the same page uh, and start creating something together uh, I find that very inspiring In a world full of division, it's great to hear of people coming together to do wonderful things. It's not all cherries and singing, though. Sometimes life in a different country can be hard, challenging and lonely even. But what is loneliness, actually? That's a question I dove into with the Anti-Loneliness Project. Talking about isolation or loneliness, it's not that you stay at home and you feel that you are alone. Uh, This is not loneliness. Loneliness is that you have a feeling of being disconnected with others, even though you are among a lot of people. So it's actually that you carry it with you. It's inside you. So, of course, you don't want to be isolated and then people will help you, but you have to make some deep and real connections with people. I was going to ask you that, yeah. Is that the the definition of loneliness? It sounds maybe a stupid question. It's sort of one of those things everyone knows, well, loneliness is is being on your own, uh, but there's more to it than that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's something that um, it's quite deep inside us. The sign of loneliness actually is when you are in desperate need of yourself. So you need first to be a friend of yourself and then to be friends with others. The wonderful Anti-Loneliness Project, based in my hometown of Leiden. So be friends with yourself and others. If that's not good advice for the summer, then I don't know what is. And at Here in Holland, I love a good story too, of course. So when a new theory arose that Jack the Ripper might have been a Dutch sailor, I was intrigued and got a Victorian murder expert and historian on the line. Well, as the John was awaiting trial for murdering his two wives, there was a lot of writing in the Dutch newspapers and also the English newspapers and Swedish newspapers, German newspapers, that Henrik de Jong was none other than Jack the Ripper. Okay. They believed that uh, during the year 1888, the year of the Ripper crimes, he had been um, a sailor on a ship between uh, Rotterdam and London. So each time the ship came to London, he amused himself by murdering some hapless Whitechapel prostitute, and then he went back to his ship and sailed home again uh, completely unscathed. So that would explain why the murders were never solved. 
Chilling stuff. If you want to check that one out, it has the cunning title, Was Jack the Ripper a Dutch Sailor? In another recent podcast, I got the backstory to something we've all seen being played out on our TV screens, the war in Syria and the refugee crisis. I caught up with an old colleague who fled the war and risked his life by making the Mediterranean crossing packed in a ramshackle boat. We uh, we were uh, more than uh, 50 persons in uh, seven meters boat. And uh, we we have uh, pregnant women also. Uh, it was it was horrible because many people in very small place. Uh, it was very hard. Uh, I I I have my phone. I I still connect with my wife in that in that moment. I still call her and send her share location in my WhatsApp. Uh, but I have this feeling I will do it. I have this feeling. I. Uh, I, I was strong enough to uh, to keep my wife also strong. I have to to protect my my family. I have to do something because we don't have any any choice. If we stay in Syria, we will die soon. The full amazing story with Taher can be heard in the podcast here in Holland, New Life. And the Netherlands is a safe haven for many other people too. Yeah, in Brazil we face, we're a gay couple, we face a lot of uh, prejudice. Here we can kiss in the streets, we can walk hand to hand, it's like amazing. We've never been so so comfortable. Like yeah, we, we don't feel afraid uh, here, so uh, we feel very, uh, we can be open about our relationship, even when we go to the bank to, to open a bank account where we go into house hunting, we can tell everyone that we are partners instead of in Brazil that we kind of have to hide it the most, the, as often as we can. Wow, that's, so that, how was that for you in Brazil then? It to... was hard, so it's really good to be here and have a more, uh, can be more open and be more, ha- ha- uh, be, be who I am. A gay couple from Brazil, happy to be here, where they can be, who they are. That was from a podcast called Extraordinary, which has lots of other amazing stories from internationals around the world. Okay, to finish this quick snapshot of some of the podcasts so far, here's a short clip from the first ever here in Holland, an interview with the Queen of Dutch Manners. When you're living here and you don't know our manners, you could make big mistakes just because you don't know. You're sure you may be very nice and friendly as an expatriate, but the Dutch think, well, this is an idiot. Or vice versa, that they think these Dutch people are very difficult. That's the voice of Ryan Nildis van Ditshausen, who is also known as the Queen of Dutch Manners. When you know what our manners are, it's better to know. So to avoid misunderstandings or even great difficulties in your work or in your personal life... Yes, she is for real, telling it like it is. She's been putting us foreigners in our place for years. A great interview. Dutch greetings, when to kiss, when not to, and generally how not to make an idiot of yourself. This was from the first podcast here in Holland, Dutch Manners. I do tend to go in for pretty obvious podcast titles, I now realise. 
All right, well, this was it for this little roundup. There are tons of podcasts to enjoy in the archive. Well, 40 to be exact. If you haven't subscribed, then what are you waiting for? Get in now before the hordes arrive, and then you can show off later saying you used to listen to that years ago. And remember, I need you to be my sponsor. You can become a patron for just a few euros a month. This level is called the Stropewafel patron. And if you really don't want to be a Stropewafel, there must be something wrong with you. And if you're really feeling flush, you can even become a big cheese supporter. What does this mean? Well, click the link in the show notes and find out. It's a cliffhanger. I know, but go on, click. You know you want to. And if you're out on your bike or walking the dog or in a train, make a mental note and click later and then become a patron. Think of the enormous feeling of well-being you'll get. You'll be free of your inhibitions forever. And even Dutch saunas will seem inviting. You need to to be inside, naked, completely naked. And I was very shocked. I couldn't even imagine that this culture exists in the world, that some people go to swimming, to to health spa, enter a a jacuzzi without anything. I mean, everything is visible. (laughs) Have a wonderful summer and see you all in September. From me, Andy Clark, thanks for everything. And don't forget the show notes, the patron link. You know it makes sense. Thanks for everything. Goodbye and see you in September. September.